Hello and welcome to Rise of Humanity. I am your host, Chris Karamaya, and for today's episode, I am joined by my guest, Dr. Kavita Chanayan. Kavita is an integrative cardiologist whose heart-centered approach is aimed at bridging Western and Eastern medicine to help people transform their health, their lifestyle, optimize their body and mind, and find bliss and peace from within. Kavita is also the author of two books, Shakti Rising, and her latest book, The Heart of Wellness, released in 2018. So it's wonderful to have you on the show today. Thank you so much for coming on. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I've been looking into your work, and a big part of uh, your philosophy and what you talk about is finding bliss and peace within. So I'd like to start by talking about your take on the pursuit of contentment because I think this is such a big thing today that people are looking for whether they're consciously aware of it or not so I'd love to uh, just start by talking about your views on that. Oh yeah absolutely and and you're right you know each of us is uh, really searching for contentment and um, it doesn't matter what in what way we are searching and in uh, what form we are looking for the contentment but each of us is really looking for contentment and it's not um, you know and and the the kicker is that we all want permanent contentment you know we just want with whatever uh, object that we seek, we want that to be the final thing, that there will be complete fulfillment thereafter, and there will be no more seeking after that. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> um, isn't, that isn't that your um, experience as well? I mean, it's definitely something I have become extremely aware of. I would say it does... Yeah. It does come up but I've got to the point where now that I, I'm aware that it's happening so although that doesn't initially completely make it disappear I think having that awareness that it's there is extremely powerful oh it's very powerful because then we can see our own patterns and you know how we are seeking for something and whether we are seeking in the right place and mm. um and that has been also my experience, uh, you know, the awareness of uh, really seeing uh, how my mind works and what it's looking for. And, uh, and if you keep looking into it and saying, okay, why do I want this particular thing? And um, initially, you know, the answers will be very superficial coming from the mind, okay, if I have this job, I'll have the money and all the practical issues are definitely not to be discounted. Um, but then we, if we keep looking deeper and deeper, uh, then we think that, okay, if once I have this, this relationship, once I have this partner, once I have this child, or once I have this job, mm-hmm. then I'll feel good. And not just good, but that's it. You know, that will be it for me. <laughs> um, and, and somehow it never works like that because right after we fulfill our desire for one thing, uh, you know, there's temporary kind of settlement of that uh, energy of wanting and then we start up again and then it just goes on and on and on, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah so, um, yeah, that's that's been my experience as well. Yeah, that's awesome. So, I mean, what's the, in your view, what's the uh, the 
like the fundamental shift that needs to begin maybe it won't happen all at once but to begin to take place that's going to break you out of that that cycle of you know always wanting always needing uh, the more yeah and that's such a great question because um it it really cannot be forced you know this whole process cannot be forced so what is that fundamental thing that needs to happen that shift and that is really knowing that nothing from the outside is ever going to bring permanent contentment mm-hmm. and and sometimes we can't know that until we have done our share of seeking and uh and really learning that you know in the university of life <laughs> <laughs> again and again of 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 knowing that okay wait why why do i why am i not finding this fulfillment and to realize that the we are looking for the correct thing all of us you know all 7 billion of us are looking for the right thing that is that contentment it's just that we are not looking in the right place so um that fundamental shift is to understand that nothing from the outside no no object no relationship no uh you know full success or achievement or any of that is going to bring what i'm looking for so i need to shift my focus and see what will bring that and and then that journey begins yeah that's cool and i like what you said about sometimes we have to experience it to find out because i mean that's certainly been the case in my life and i and when i look at other people who like i see obviously chasing money it's like oh well, i want to tell them you know it's never going to make you happy but sometimes you know that's the exact thing that they have to go through and they need to have that disappointment you know in order to you know to see the the ultimate truth really yes yes and and you know the beauty of life is that it it also wants us to find that you know it yeah. also wants us to find that and so it will constantly lead us to these opportunities whether whether it's in the form of disease or whether it's in the form of uh, you know relationship breakups or heartbreak or loss it it's always showing us that all of those things that we are looking for are impermanent and to to have that shift it's just that you know each of us will have that shift in our own um space and in our own time and it's just one of those things yeah and do you think then it's do you see like all of those things that we are seeking they are already kind of within us but we have to experience those things outside of us to to trigger that feeling within how do you see that um yeah and you know the 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 issue is that what we are seeking that contentment is already within us mm-hmm. it's just masked and occasionally we'll we'll feel that we'll experience that contentment so you know the thing of it is if you really look at it you know if you if you examine the the whole process of wanting and getting something so say you you are looking for a job and you want a particular job and you get it mm-hmm. and and you know initially there is that energy that that agitation of wanting 
And then when we get that, whatever we, it is that we are looking for, suddenly that energy dissipates and what is already present within us, that contentment shines through temporarily. Mm. And we think that that happiness is because of the job. No, it isn't. It's because the energy that was covering up that ever-present bliss has been, you know, laid to rest temporarily. Yeah. And, and then it starts up again in the form of wanting something else. <laughs> uh. <laughs> yeah, it's such powerful awareness. I love it. And um, one of the things that you say in your, in your work is that you, you realized that you were seeking the end of seeking. Yes. And yeah. that's exactly it. I mean, if we think about it, you know, when we are, when we are constantly in this mad rush to get whatever it is that we want, we are thinking, innocently believing that that will be the end, you know, that, that we will never need to seek again after that, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's in a relationship or whatever it is that, you know, each of us has a tendency to seek for different things. And we think, okay, once I have this house, you know, in the mountains or whatever it is that, you know, uh, drives our fancy, that's it. I will not be seeking again. So ultimately, each of us is, you know, at the bottom of it all, we are seeking the end of seeking. Yeah. And it's a big life, life journey. I mean, it's not something that's going to happen overnight. But when you begin to live from that place of not seeking as much, what, um, and living from the heart more and what what does life begin to look like um and what what kind of shifts take place i mean when setting goals and all that kind of thing what's your view on you know how different life will look when you come from a place of fulfillment rather than lack it's a completely uh it's like a 180 degree turn you know yeah. and um because all of our seeking comes from a sense of lack you know, all of us have this sense of lack, and that's because who we are is eternal bliss consciousness. Mm-hmm. And we don't realize this, and we actually identify with this body and with this name and with the story and this, you know, the story of our lives, and we think that's what we are. But inherently, deep down, each of us has this intuitive sense that there is something more. There is something much greater than all this. And that sense of being already whole, already complete, no matter what our life circumstances uh, are. So when we have that shift, you know, from, from being driven by a sense of lack to now resting in contentment, then it's not like we stop doing things or we are no longer motivated or we can't contribute to society. It's none of that. We continue to do our work. We continue to uh, perform you know, our roles and so on. But then we realize that I'm not my role. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not this body. I'm, I'm not limited to any of these things so these are all just little parts but they are not the full story because now you are resting in the full story that there is nothing uh that i'm going to seek in order to feel complete um uh, thereafter so it's it's coming from a sense of joy and sweetness rather than coming from a place of anxiety and wanting yeah and i imagine when you make that shift it brings a, a whole new kind of meaning to 
success and you can bring a whole new energy to your work that you know otherwise would have been unavailable to you but you're saying that it's not about not wanting to necessarily be successful or make you know be financially successful make it you know a successful career for example but it's the coming from a place of uh, fulfillment already will change the way you approach it yeah and you know it's like um when you're working and you are doing whatever it is that you do for a living it's like um you do it for simply the joy of it mm. it's, it's just fun so yeah. you know writing is fun for me um whether or not anybody reads it you know yeah. <laughs> that's that's not going to be uh such, yeah, such a huge concern it's it's just like okay it's it's just um a a an outpouring of that that completeness into your work yeah expression <laughs> free expression <laughs> <laughs> yeah so what's your your take then on the current state uh, of humanity in the phase that uh that we are moving through collectively is there like a, a fundamental kind of sort of error in thinking that you see that the majority of humanity has at the moment yeah and and you know it the the, the fundamental error in in humanity and it's this is not new by the way you know mm. this this whole uh turbulence that we are experiencing now it just all feels new because it's new in our lifetimes but uh this has been the history of the world you know um we go through upheavals yeah. and so on and all of these things come from you know the fundamental flaw in in that brings up this kind of violence and this uh turbulence is identifying as this body and the mind. So as soon as I identify with my body and mind, I become separate from the whole. You know, I and then you become, you know, a threat to me because I'm always trying to survive because that's what the ego does, you know. This identification with the body and mind is known as the ego. And um and, you know, it's it's always trying to thrive at the expense of others. Mm -hmm. So um and when everybody, and when we do it collectively, then it's the collective ego trying to survive against the collective ego somewhere else. And it all comes from this fundamental flaw of not understanding that, that life moves as a whole. And each of us is connected. You know, you take a sip of tea in the UK and that's going to affect me mm -hmm. and uh, affect the rest of the billions of us. And there is absolutely no action that each of us can take that is not going to move the whole in a particular way. And we don't understand that, you know, because we are so um, narrowly focused on our life story and our uh, particular, you know, needs and wants and difficulties and challenges of the moment. And, um, and you know, this the way uh, we are moving as a planet um, is part of the whole. So, um, you know, and and always, you know, I remember, uh, I, or rather, I really appreciate uh, one thing that Gandhi used to say, which is, be the change you wish to see. So, um, instead of trying to, you know, uh, despair on, oh my gosh, this is the state of the world, we could change that by saying, okay, what is my part in this? Yeah. Right? And, and 
and and it's so powerful. We think that okay, what can I do, right? What mm. can I do with when all this is happening? But actually, it's very powerful for each of us to uh, be the change we wish to see. And imagine if each of us did that. <laughs> yeah, that's very cool. And I love that. It's definitely been, I mean, a big awareness um, over the years for me is understanding that we are all interconnected energetically and change that you make to your you shouldn't underestimate the changes that you make to your own like just your mood for example can have a huge ripple effect over over time um, and impact the world yes. in big ways <laughs> oh, oh absolutely i mean i i totally i totally get that and and uh and the, the little things that we do, you know, and, and just understanding that whatever I do is going to affect everybody else. And suddenly our, our perspective shifts, you know, it, yeah. we don't even have to have big shifts in awareness. It's just really understanding that whatever I do affects everybody else. And it's not mm -hmm. just my children and my immediate family, but literally everybody. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So, I mean, talk about that kind of reaching or intending to reach kind of the end of seeking what what's the um the process of kind of beginning to uh end that cycle yeah so so that is uh, that is the process that i've described in the heart of wellness which is mm -hmm. um you know and uh, and and it's what i've described in the book is really a a fundamental paradigm shift in how we define wellness because wellness is, isn't really the absence of disease or taking supplements or feeling a certain way. It is this coming in alignment of who we really are and, and you know, that wholeness and the wellness is a part of that uh, paradigm shift. Mm -hmm. and, and so what I describe in the book is, and this is what I teach as well, is a, an outside-in approach combined with an inside-out approach. So outside-in as in optimizing our bodies um, in some very fundamental, very simple ways of changing our lifestyle um, to be more in alignment with the circadian rhythms and um, eating a certain way so that optimizes our bodies to be able to do the deep work this is going to take to have mm -hmm. that shift in paradigm and um and you know the the beauty of it is these lifestyle changes are not very hard to do they're very simple and uh i have have a lot of patients and this is really what i prescribe in my clinic as, as well and it's very interesting to see that just a few months of applying these uh, lifestyle changes suddenly makes them feel different. And that's because we've reset our neurohormonal pathways. And, and now, once we bring our bodies back into a little bit of a balance, then we can start to look within and say, okay, let me look at my mind now. Mm -hmm. Because previously, you know, when our bodies are chaotic and our lives are chaotic, it's hard to look at our minds because our minds are chaotic too. Mm -hmm. And uh, so we need some semblance of order. And that's where the lifestyle changes come in. And then we can start looking at our minds and, and then working to uh, stop being a slave of the mind and instead become its master. So uh, that's the inside out approach. So that's what I recommend, which is a very holistic way of working with um, 
ourselves, you know, with uh, compassion. Yeah, and it sounds very complete. And I think it's interesting, though, that you said about the outside in first. Because um, are you saying that if you are, if you're like physically, you're drained, you're burnt out, your energy's slow, your vibrations low, it's harder to make those internal shifts. Is that what is that what you're saying? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, uh, that's hard, right? I mean, yeah. when we are tired and just cranky and just going, going, going without really, uh, uh, you know, pausing to think what we're doing, it's really hard to work on ourselves internally. Mm. I think, yeah, I mean, that's it's very, it's a very good way of doing it. It seems pretty complete to me because um, do, you think, do you find at all that people try to do the inner work first and then if they haven't got that other piece in place it just maybe just doesn't work and they end up frustrated um actually you know uh, the 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 foundational stuff that i teach is meditation right and and meditation is so powerful so very powerful that once we kind of surrender to the process of meditation some of these lifestyle changes happen automatically because mm. all of a sudden, you know, you, your body, you'll just start listening to your body when it says, I really should not be, you know, going for that drink right now. <laughs> or <laughs> I shouldn't be really eating the, the Big Mac and fries. I don't feel good when I eat that. So we, we become more aware of, you know, intuitively of what the body needs. And, uh, it's, it's, you know, even if people don't do the external stuff and just did the meditation over time, that will help a little bit with changing our lifestyles. But, you know, I like, you know, working on both together because it's much more powerful. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I think, yeah, you could kind of say, oh, should I do the inner work first and then my outer world will change? Or should I do my outer world first and then my inner world will change? But if you combine the two, at the same time it becomes even more powerful exactly yeah nice that's cool <laughs> <laughs> so is that what um that's the teachings that you do in your heal your heart program is that right yes yes that's the teaching i do which is um you know really everything that's in the in the book um, which is working on uh, meditation and then diet and lifestyle and a breath work and and in in the book I describe really why we need each of these components and how which parts of our you know makeup our uh, physical psychic makeup each of these things work on and and then we do this whole process of decluttering you know which is um, you know people usually associate decluttering with their house or their physical space which is very important um and i but you know that is a big part of my program but also we work on decluttering our minds and um in the context of deep meditation and cultivating stillness then we are able to declutter our minds and and that's through the process of self-inquiry yeah and so the people that you work with or have worked with in that program when you say heal your heart are you talking on an emotional level do you actually work with people who have actual heart issues as well oh yeah they have actual heart issues as yeah. well yeah okay yes yeah yeah so um, i like so you you're taking a much more yeah holistic approach and you're looking at the underlying 
imbalances rather than just treating like symptoms exactly and um you know that's that's the premise of the book is is um you know how do we how do we approach disease and you know in western medicine of course i was trained to look at disease in a very different way here here is this disease and this is how you treat it with uh, medicines and with um, procedures all of which are fabulous mm -hmm. you know technology has improved so much that i mean imagine um, this world without antibiotics we wouldn't have made these advances without um, you know some of these discoveries and how we treat heart attacks and you know um, all of that is is just beautiful and but at the same time, um, you know, the Western medicine has been lacking in understanding this very deep roots or causes of illness, which is, which lie in in how we think and how we feel and how we interact with the world and with ourselves, and you know how that causes these energetic blockages and these issues within ourselves that eventually manifest as disease. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. I mean, with the way that you treat the the uh, the health problem, it sounds like really it's kind of an opportunity to create a whole new life. Whereas you might think, typically based on Western medicine, oh, I've got an unhealthy heart, I just need to get more healthy. But I suppose if they go through your process, it's really the, the start of a whole new life. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, heart disease um, is a chronic illness. There is no cure for it. There are very few things in cardiology where we can say there is a 100% cure. Yeah. Uh, very few things, actually. And it's a chronic illness. So how are we going to live with it? You know, that's the key, isn't mm -hmm. it? Um, so you have a diagnosis like heart disease or cancer. Is that it? Is, is that going to become your identity? Is that uh, going to define your life? Or can you still find wholeness? Mm -hmm. despite the disease yeah. and, and and then what happens to your relationship with the disease yeah. right so uh and and that is really powerful when we when we realize that we no disease no matter how serious or how life-threatening can diminish who we really are and so uh disease in fact should become it should be welcomed as an opportunity because that's what I tell my patients. If you've had a heart attack and you've survived it, it's life telling you, hey, wake up, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, wake up. It's just giving you an opportunity. <laughs> yeah, that's so cool. It's like it's a gift, really, if you look at it in the, in the right way. It, I mean, isn't everything a gift? Um, yeah. Even when it doesn't feel like it, right? Yeah. Um, it's, everything is a gift because... Because we are given, and life is really much kinder than we give it credit for. Because it's always giving us these opportunities to wake up to who we really are, and saying you're not this this little person. Um, wake mm -hmm. up and see how how grand you really are. You know that's what life is telling us. <laughs> yeah, well, I suppose it all just comes down to your your psychology, and if you believe you take on challenges as if they are an opportunity and that kind of just transforms everything really yes exactly exactly yeah. that's cool and what kind of um like are there any like typical results that you um would say that your 
the people who've been through your program or the people that you've worked with have overall? Yeah, so that's the thing, you know, of course, a lot of my patients uh, have had lowered blood pressure, lowered cholesterol, and I've published a paper showing all that. But then, you know, a lot of these things um, that I'm talking about, this shift in perspective and perception is very subjective. Mm. You, you won't be able to measure how I'm looking at things and I won't be able to measure how you're looking at things, right? There is no measure for it. There, it isn't an objective measure. And um, so this is where, you know, a lot of our research actually gets hung up because you can't measure uh, what is not objective. So mm. it's an entirely subjective process. So as long as people and you know people say and they tell me how much their lives have changed because yeah. they are at peace with everything that's going on and um, they have really discovered uh, new channels of energy within themselves because this energy that was previously stuck in old patterns is now available to them to be expressed in a different more creative way um, so it's, um, uh, I don't really go by, you know, what results people are having. It's just, um, you know, let the divine do its work. Yeah. And however yeah. that's going to manifest is good. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. I like that. <laughs> that's the, I think that's the real, the real benefit, even if you can't measure it specifically. If, if someone comes to you and says, you know, after I've worked with you, it changed my life and I'm more peaceful than ever than ever than it was uh, worth doing <laughs> yes exactly i mean i just worth it for me right wouldn't yeah. you say it's fulfilling. awesome so i'm curious what um i mean what was there a big thing or some things that happened over time that led you kind of on your own journey of um that challenge that provide the opportunity to find full, more fulfillment within yourself? Was there some things that happened in your life? Oh, yes, yes. And, um, you know, it, it had to do, um, you know, more with uh, this whole issue of mad, um, you know, seeking and searching. And, and um, I was never satisfied with whatever I had, you know, um, I'm a cardiologist, for heaven's sake. <laughs> so, um, and we come with a certain personality, you know, it's like very ambitious and wanting to get to the next place. And then, mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the kind of thing, it's like, okay, you know, always um, worry about school and the next step and the next step and the next step. And um, after I had my children, um, because even that, you know, okay, now I must get married and now I must have children because you impose or put these kinds of things upon yourself if you are a person like me. And, um, and, and then I realized, you know, when um, I, even, even after having my beautiful children and my life being, you know, permanently changed as a result of this, this beauty of motherhood, um, there was still the energy of wanting more. And uh, I couldn't understand it. It was like, wait, I have everything. You know, I wanted to be a cardiologist. I got that. I wanted to be married to, a, um, you know, a, a wonderful partner, have that, and have these beautiful children. So 
what am I still seeking? Mm-hmm. And um, and so it was that that kind of looking deeply into you know what I wanted and um, what I was really looking for that that revealed this issue that we were talking about earlier, which is you know it was like a revelation. Wait what I'm really wanting is to stop wanting, is, is to rest permanently. Um, and, and so, and then along with that, I, there was this sudden realization because I had been seeking so long, it's like, I'm not looking in the right place. And mm-hmm. so, um, and that really changed my perspective and uh, my journey and began my spiritual journey and um, after many years, I had, you know, various shifts. And then I could no longer practice medicine the same way. It was like, I can't talk to patients as of their disease and they are their disease and uh, not talk about this, you know, uh, this uh, understanding um, that their suffering is really optional. They don't need to suffer because they have heart disease, that there is another way. And so that's when I started really integrating, you know, things into my medical practice. And then I trained in Ayurveda and um, started teaching uh, and, you know, practicing medicine a little bit differently. So that's that's really what happened. (laughs) Yeah, it's a great story. And you can see, like, looking at the bigger picture, how it's all come together perfectly to you know create this really powerful uh, philosophy that you've got and the way to to change people's lives yes yeah and and again you know i think each of us that's what i was saying earlier is um we kind of think these things are normal you know everybody around me is doing the same thing everybody mm. is as driven and ambitious as i am so this must be the right thing you know and then you realize that wait uh, just because everybody is doing something doesn't make it right. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. I mean, yeah, you can, if when you have that awareness of just, you know, questioning why you're doing things, like having a family is a wonderful thing, having a relationship, a great relationship, wonderful, having a great job. But when you just begin to ask yourself, why am I doing it? Is Am I just doing it because society says so? And I think... Um, when you begin to ask that question you, you begin yeah. to look within and then you'll find a new level of fulfillment from those things rather than relying on them to make you happy <laughs> oh yes absolutely absolutely yeah. <laughs> awesome so um is there any is there any kind of like parting advice that you would like to share with uh, the listeners or you know struggling find themselves stuck in that cycle of, you know, I need to achieve this next goal to be happy and what they can do to start looking, finding fulfillment within. Um, I, I think, I think um, one thing that I would suggest is to just pause and, uh, and really contemplate on your life and see if what you're doing is bringing you what you want. And this is what I tell my patients, you know, if your old patterns have been working, go with them. But if it's not working, then you must change that. And the very fact that you're here 
you know, this is what I tell my patients. The very fact that you're here in my clinic seeing me tells me that whatever you're doing isn't working. So why don't you try something new, you know? And the same thing applies to, um, to the general, you know, uh, the pool of people that are in that pattern of seeking is contemplate and see if what you're doing and how you're how you're going about your life is really fulfilling you and bringing you what you want first of all think about what you want and then see if what you're doing is bringing that about in a consistent and uh, um, fulfilling way and if it is isn't then perhaps uh, give something else a try Mm -hmm. yeah that's cool and um yeah and obviously uh check out your books as well <laughs> oh yeah yeah <laughs> yeah if you want to uh, just share with the listeners and where they can, where they can find out more um about you and your work absolutely so the my book the heart of wellness is available on amazon and other bookstores and uh you can find me on my website kavitamd.com and uh k-a-v-i-t-h-a-m-d.com and um later this year i will actually be doing a an online course that anybody anywhere in the world can join on um you know, the heart of wellness. So really get into, um, you know, the uh, issue of wellness and uh, work on some of these principles. Awesome. And I'll put all the uh, links to uh, to the website and to your book in the show notes as well. So the listeners can check that out. Oh, great. Thank you so much. So, um, well, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show today. It's been a great talk. And uh, thank you so much for coming on and sharing the uh, this great work that you are doing with the listeners. Oh, thank you so much. I had a wonderful time chatting with you. Thank you. So <laughs> that is all for today, guys. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. It's been a great conversation. Lots of big, important takeaways from this one. And I will um, put the links for you in the show notes so you can check out Kavita's work. And um So that is all for today. I hope you've enjoyed this one and I'll catch you all next time. Take care. Bye-bye.